The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from the book of the prophet Habakkuk. Begins in the first chapter at the first verse. This is what's written. The problem as God gave Habakkuk to see it. God, how long do I have to cry out for help before you listen? How many times do I have to yell, help, murder, police? before you come to the rescue. Why do you force me to look at evil, stare trouble in the face day after day? Anarchy and violence break out, quarrels and fights all over the place. Law and order fall to pieces. Justice is a joke. The wicked have the righteous hamstrung to stand justice on its head. And then God answered, write this, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming, it can hardly wait, and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait, it's on its way. It will come right on time. Look at that man bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but soul empty. But the person in right standing before God, through loyal and steady believing, is fully alive, really alive. Though the cherry trees don't blossom and strawberries don't ripen, Though the apples are worm-eaten and the wheat fields stunted, though the sheep pens are sheepless and the cattle barns empty, I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God, counting on God's rule to prevail. I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain, and that is for full congregational use with a full orchestra. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O faithful God, you proved your faithfulness to your people when they cried out to you in their distress. Be present in our distress and show us how to be faithful to you in the midst of much suffering. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. Catherine Johnston wrote this modern version of Habakkuk, and I'd like for you to hear that before we launch. She wrote, I yell for you outside the closed bathroom door. Do you not listen? I cry out, he hit me first, but you don't give anyone a time out. Why do you not care how I feel? Why do you see what has been done to me and do nothing? I am surrounded by people behaving badly. 
Justice has become warped. Yahweh says, stop your whining. I am about to blow your mind. I'm going to stir up the playground bullies, those people who push you down on the playground and take your lunch money, who never take a bath, who come in and take all of the swings and balls for their own. Those people work for me now. Check it out. Habakkuk says, mm, don't let us die. Perhaps you cannot see just how bad these bullies are. You only see the good, so you can't see how they trample over us, how they gather us all up in one corner of the gym and barrage us with dodgeballs. And then they gather them up in those big net bags and worship them. I think I'm just going to hang out here until you give me the answer that I'm looking for. And Yahweh says, well, then write this down in really big letters so even the last one running in a game of freeze tag can read it. I've got this. I know what I'm doing. In your mind, it may be running late, but wait for it. In the meantime, pace yourself with the Kool-Aid. Stop trying to be so much better than everyone else. Quit playing strip poker and beware of the bloodshed. Stop worshiping things covered in gold and silver, for the Lord is in the holy temple. Shh, shut your mouth. Habakkuk says, look, Yahweh, I stole this psalm for you. I've seen how awesome you are. Your power has given us countless snow days and rained out a vast amount of baseball games. I'll keep hanging out here, waiting for the bullies to come get their comeuppance. I'm looking around, and we ain't got nothing. But I'm going to rejoice in the Lord anyway, because God will let me win the school's 50-yard dash. God will let me walk on the high bar. End quote. You know, folks, we enter our third week of Advent now, and our focus reading from the prophet Habakkuk speaks really of standing on the watchtower, helplessly watching violence, waiting for the deliverance of God to show up. And all of this is tied to our Advent word for the day, hope. So let's give it a go. It would seem that this sense of hope has a certain wait-for-it quality to it. And I think that seems a good fit for this third Sunday now of waiting. The time of fulfillment, we know, is getting closer. And there's a sense of urgency creeping into our waiting now. And I think we can sense it in Habakkuk. He has a desperate quality about his words. And he struggles to hold on to hope in the midst of violence and desperation. I think Habakkuk understands that waiting is sometimes the only faithful response when we ask about the injustice of the world. But it is not a passive waiting of a people who are convinced that there is nothing beyond the waiting stuff. It embraces an understanding that our perspectives 
are much too narrow in scope, too confined really, by our own time frames, and much too limited by our own range of vision. It is a willingness to accept the not yet of God, confident not in what we see in the present, but simply confident in the certainty of God. Now I am like anyone else in this world. I want God to sweep down on a white horse and wave a magic wand and make it all go away. I want some peace. I want some tranquility, a place for my kids and grandkids that is fear-free. I mean violence gone. So Lord, I've just been wondering, how many more shootings? How much more injustice? How much more unrest and open prejudice? How many more walls do you think we need to build? How much longer can I not trust anyone? How long will we be told that you got this and just wait? I will stand watch, I will wait to see what I receive for my complaint. So the ant shakes his fist at the elephant and says, I demand answers. You can't possibly know. how much I wish I could give you some concrete answers this morning. You can't possibly know how much I wish you could give a bit more concrete answers to me because I have fears too. I wonder if Habakkuk wishes that he had gotten just a little bit more. Yet I think it is always enough to know that the righteous live by faith simply because, folks, there is no other way to live. The righteous live simply by the one thing that makes any sense, God. Faith is the confidence that things that make sense to God, even when they don't make sense to us, are okay even when they make God weep. Because you see, we live by faith and not by sight. Even though we sometimes believe that our eyes are adjusted enough to notice all of the things we are convinced that God has somehow missed. Black Elk, a holy man of the Oglala Sioux, described one of his watchtower experiences in this way, and I quote, I was standing on the highest mountain of them all, and round about beneath me was the whole hoop of the world. And while I stood there, I saw more than I can tell, and understood more than I saw. For I was seeing in a sacred manner the shapes of all things in the spirit, and the shape of all shapes as they must come together and live together like one being. 
I saw the hoop of the world, and in the center grew one flowering tree to shelter all the children of one mother and one father. And I saw that it was holy. In response to the certainty of God, Habakkuk resolves, even in the midst of hopelessness, to persevere and respond in faith. And he responds by reciting a psalm. He responds with an act of worship. Despite what happens around us as we need to continually ask ourselves if our faith in God really is still in God. In this Advent season, as we await the arrival of peace and joy and hope and love, all wrapped up in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, are we still convinced that absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God wrapped up in the eternal gift of new life? <coughs> Does the experience of God go beyond that which we are able to see with our eyes? To actually infect our hearts with the hope of good news? Because you see, nothing that he ultimately saw shook Habakkuk. He held on tight to faith and found a way to worship. So look around you. Will anything shake you this day? Or will you continue to hold on to hope? Will you see with the eyes of your heart? Will you worship? <laughs>